It's Thursday, March 24th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden met with NATO leaders today to agree on new measures to help Ukraine battle Russia's invasion and address growing concerns Moscow might use chemical, biological, or other unconventional weapons in its month-long war. NATO's emergency summit is the first in a day-long string of gatherings Mr. Biden has planned with European allies and other world leaders as they map out their next steps helping Ukraine defend against the attack launched last month by Russian President Vladimir Putin. With Russian forces facing unexpectedly strong and lethal opposition from Ukrainian forces, Western leaders say they are increasingly worried Mr. Putin may resort to using weapons of mass destruction. NATO officials are grappling with the question of what actions by Russia would count as red lines that could prompt more direct involvement by the alliance. The potential for chemical warfare in the conflict was a real threat, Mr. Biden said Wednesday as he left Washington. Meanwhile, NATO estimated Russia has lost as much as one-fifth of its combat forces sent to Ukraine in the month since its invasion began. Between 7,000 and 15,000 Russian soldiers have been killed in Ukraine, and up to 40,000 Russian troops in total have been killed, wounded, taken prisoner, or are missing, said a senior military official from NATO. The casualty count would underscore how much Russia's attack on Ukraine that began February 24th has become bogged down after what defense analysts have said have been a series of operational missteps. Ukrainian defensive operations have emerged as far tougher and enduring than was expected. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is betting that the NATO summit will yield help for his country and sanctions on Russia. Around the world, North Korea launched an intercontinental ballistic missile this morning, Seoul's military said, its most significant weapons test in more than four years. Initial flight data suggested the missile had soared higher and longer than North Korea's intercontinental ballistic missile test in November 2017, a launch that demonstrated that Kim Jong-un's regime, for the first time, had the capability to strike the U.S. mainland. Japan, which provided a similar flight data, said the missile had flown for about 71 minutes and based on an initial assessment, was an ICBM-class ballistic missile. In response to North Korea's ICBM launch, South Korea said it had test-fired five missiles from the ground, sea, and air, demonstrating it could strike a North Korean launch site and other support facilities at any time. Back in the U.S., chief executives of major passenger and cargo airlines pressed President Biden on Wednesday to do away with the requirement that passengers wear masks on planes and in airports. Top executives at airlines, including American Airlines, United Airlines, and Delta Airlines, wrote in a letter to Mr. Biden that mandatory masking and other requirements that passengers test negative for COVID-19 before flying to the U.S. from abroad are no longer necessary now that cases and hospitalizations are on the decline. Travelers and commuters in the U.S. have been required to wear masks covering their mouths and nose on nearly all forms of public transportation and inside transportation hubs since early last year. The federal requirement was recently extended until mid-April, even as the CDC has eased masking guidance for many other indoor settings. And New York City's mayor will announce today that he's exempting athletes and performers from the city's vaccine mandate for private workers a move that will allow Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving to play home games and unvaccinated baseball players to take the field when their season begins. 
The city's sweeping vaccine mandate for workers will still apply to people with other types of jobs, including government employees. Mayor Adams said he felt the vaccine rule was unfair when it came to athletes and performers because of a loophole in the measure imposed under his predecessor that allowed visiting players and performers who don't work in New York to still play or perform even if they are unvaccinated. Irving had been among the most high-profile people impacted. He was able to rejoin the team in January, but only when they played out-of-town games. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.